Welcome to the Ultimate Bowls Podcast, brought to you by Henselite, Choice of Champions, Ryman Healthcare, pioneering a new way to live for a new retirement generation. Sports Centre, Australian-owned, Australian-made apparels and merchandise for sporting clubs, schools, corporates and events. Now here's your host, CEO of the UBC, Mark Casey. Welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Bowls Podcast. My name is Mark Casey, and I'm the CEO of the UBC. Thanks for tuning in once again. Last week, you heard from Nick McIntyre and the great Alex Marshall. And today, we're backing it up with Australian superstar and a great mate of mine, Aaron Sheriff. But before we chat to Aaron, I can confirm the dates of the Ultimate Bowls Week have been finalised. The event will be staged in Melbourne at the Deer Park Club on December 14th to the 18th. This, of course, is a very exciting move for us, and over the next few months, we'll be planning to ensure the Ultimate Bowls Week is another huge success. Stay in touch with our Facebook page for more details. Now, let's have a chat to Team Exeter star, Aaron Sheriff. As first of all, mate, welcome. Great to have you on the show. Please tell us how everything's going. Okay, so yeah, mate, thanks uh, for having us on your show. Uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely been some uh, interesting times. Um, you know, I'd was talking the other day just uh, to, to big Kev Anderson and said that I couldn't remember the last time I'd had uh, eight weeks without a bowl in my hand or, you know, been able to, to work at the club or, or be involved in bowls really anyway. So, um, yeah, been eight weeks off work at uh, Club Helensvale, no bowls, um, you know, but at, at the same time, the, it's been a blessing in disguise for me with, with having so much time away over the last, you know, 10 years. Um, this has given me a, a great opportunity to spend some really quality time with Amanda, Zoe, and Connor, and uh, I've loved every minute of that. And um, yeah, that's the that's the positive that I'm taking out of this um, this experience. And I guess it's a bit of a, a restart button. Um, had some time to think about um, you know where I'm heading now, and um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely um, brought out some interesting things. Excellent, mate. Good to hear. I'm sure the kids will be loving having you around a lot more as well. Mate, you mentioned Club Helensville briefly, a club that's obviously dear to me. Uh, can you tell our listeners how things are tracking along uh, as restrictions start to ease? Yeah, mate, the club's uh, getting ready for a, for a bit of a reopen. Um, obviously, pubs and clubs and that are allowed open now with uh, with 10 members, so it's just a bit of clarifying around um, you know how many people can be inside, outside, all that sort of thing. So... Yeah, there's a few um, you know, ideas being thrown around, but um, we're looking to get uh, people back on the greens as soon as possible, uh, starting with, I think, 10 on each green at the moment, and then in a few weeks' time, um, you know, up to 20, and then hopefully uh, we can get back into some, some real competition. So, um, yeah, a bit of a fresh start for the club, and, um, you know, looking forward to, to the future and, um, you know, what, what that all brings. But, um, yeah, can't wait to get back on the greens, and, and I think the members are... Uh, getting pretty itchy to get back out there and, and um, have some fun on the greens. As it's been a couple of years now since you and your family uh, made the big move to the Gold Coast, how's your beautiful wife Amanda and the kids Zoe and Connor enjoying the, the Gold Coast? Yeah, mate, uh, two and a half years now we've been on the Gold Coast, but um, yeah, loving every minute of it. Uh, you know, the kids are settled into their schools and Amanda's um, back in the in the workforce as a teacher's aide, uh, having completed a TAFE course last year and yeah, look, the you know the family's kicking goals and um, you know enjoying it up here and playing bowls for Club Helensvale and 
um, you know, just exploring what the Gold Coast has to offer, the beautiful beaches, um, the you know, parks everywhere for the kids and, and national parks, plenty of walking tracks and things. So, yeah, loving the Gold Coast and, um, you know, still exploring it and seeing what it has to offer. Yeah, so I must say nothing compares to the Gold Coast. It's a, it's obviously a little bit different than where I am at the moment, um, my new hometown in, in Canberra. I know that. Uh, mate, you've been lucky enough to be a part of two wonderful clubs in Edelong in New South Wales and obviously Club Helensville on the Gold Coast. Tell us a little bit about those clubs and, and maybe some of the differences between the two. Yeah, had uh, seven amazing years at Edelong before moving up to uh, the Gold Coast at Club Helensville. And, you know, I guess they're both great clubs, super successful clubs, and um, been fortunate to be a part of both of them. But I would say that, you know, the, probably the one thing that split them was... You know, at Edelong, I was, uh, I guess I was probably, um, you know, a bit of a role model for a lot of younger guys that were coming through and, and with myself and, and John Roberts, the coordinator there, we, we had some really good young guys come through and, and watch them develop and, and turn into fantastic kids and players. But, um, you know, obviously moving to, to Club Helensvale with yourself and Lurch and uh, Wiz and Linny and Kels and, you know, so many fantastic players there, uh, you know, it was sort of... Uh, a little bit more of a, I guess, a high-profile squad and a, a more established squad. So, yeah, I'd say just that the the profile of the player and and that would be the would be the biggest difference between the two clubs. Mate, you've been regarded by most as Australia's number one player over the past decade at least. Uh, it must be a great feeling to be judged in such way by your peers. It's pretty humbling, to be honest, mate. Um, you know, I got into the game as a young kid and. And um, just loved it and fell in love with it straight away. And, you know, I've, I've had some amazing uh, mentors. Started off with George Dawes, um, a, a great player in his own right. Took me under his wing as a 10-year-old. And and then to move on to, you know, add along with John Roberts and, um, you know, guys like Tony Lagutza and to play under Steve Glasson and that in the state side for so many years. I've been really fortunate to have um, great mentors. And, and I think a lot of that success in the you know in the last decade and being considered potentially number one by my peers would you know a lot of it's got to go with um the people I've been fortunate enough to be surrounded with so yeah I'd, yeah it's humbling and and um and you know a lot of hard work's gone into it but um yeah looking to you know hopefully um continue on and have a lot more success in the in the coming years excellent and it's great to hear about some of the role models that have helped shape your fantastic career so far as you've won the Bowls Australia's International Bowler of the Year Award on many occasions already. I've actually heard that it's going to be named after you when you do retire. But in all seriousness, tell us exactly how many times you've won the award and a little bit more about the award and what it means to you. <laughs> no, I think there's uh, probably more deserving person for this award to be named after than me. But, um, yeah, look, to have won it five times is uh, is pretty amazing. And, um, you know, I consider it probably the most... Uh, prestigious award that we've got um at, at the BA Awards night apart from obviously the Hall of Fame um so yeah to um to be fortunate enough to have won it a few times is um yeah it's pretty amazing and um you know I've been part of some incredible Australian teams and and um you know just to play for Australia and and to be successful for Australia is uh is an award in itself so yeah great award and and you know proud to have won it five times awesome mate you just touched on it briefly but i know how passionate you are about representing your country please tell us how many games you've played and some of the special moments you've had in the green and gold yeah mate look uh super lucky to have played um 376 games for australia now i uh, love every opportunity to put on the green and gold and and uh, and play for the country and 
Um, you know, I guess it all started back in 2007 uh, with World Team Cup at Tweed Heads with Turles and Lurch and, and winning that and beating the Irish guys in the in the final. And, um, you know, I've been lucky to play um, three uh, World Championships now in 08 in Christchurch, um, 2012 in uh, in Adelaide, which, you know, will always be close to my heart as, um, you know, the most successful um, World Bowls campaign for a, for a host nation. And then... Um, yeah, obviously uh, in 2016 at Christchurch again. So um, looking forward to, to next year and playing my fourth World Bowls in um, you know on the Gold Coast back in um, back in Australia. So yeah, there's some you know crazy memories as well as far as you know Commonwealth Games goes. My first one being in Delhi. Um, you know, it was such a cultural experience. You were there. It was it was amazing to get off the plane and have police escorts and. Um, fully armoured, um, you know, men there on your uh, on the coaches and the buses and everything, getting us to and from the village and the venue and all that, and then to uh, to Glasgow, which was a lot more relaxed and um, you know on the other side of the world, sort of thing. So yeah, that was different again with you know time differences and you know the sun not going down until eleven o'clock at night and then back up at sort of three thirty four o'clock in the morning and things like that, and then. To uh, to be able to play uh, a home Commonwealth Games um, in eighteen at the Gold Coast was uh, was incredible, and, and to be a part of that team and the success that 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 side had was was amazing. So um, yeah, super lucky to uh, every time I get to put on the to the, the green and gold, and to see the evolution of the team from where it was to now with the high performance stuff and and the new players that are coming through and and the success the teams had. It's um, yeah, it's been a great period of. Um, to represent Australia and, and very fortunate to have done it and hopefully can keep doing it um, for some years to come. Wow. Yeah, it certainly brings back some uh, fantastic memories, mate. I, I'll never forget India, to be honest. Uh, I was a little bit worried about going there from the start just due to security reasons, and uh, but I did and I loved it. Uh, but as you mentioned, the, the bus... Uh, I can remember that quite well. Uh, I was the first player to walk on the bus and it was about midnight, so it was, it was pitch black. And I get to near the back of the bus and I look up and there was a man dressed in casual clothes holding a machine gun pointing straight at me. And I, uh, I actually thought this is this was the end. But little did I know, everything was okay and, and that man was our team security guard for the tour. Um, scary times, but I guess it, it just shows us how lucky we are to live in, in this part of the world. Now, the big question, mate, what's your future plans? Uh, obviously, you've represented Australia for a long time already. Uh, you've got a beautiful family. Uh, what plans do you have in the future? Yeah, well, I guess uh, the future plans at the moment are uh, the next 12 months, uh, preparing for World Bowls next year. So um, obviously COVID-19 put a halt to this year's World Championships. It's been pushed back for 12 months. So, um, yeah, great that the national selectors had the confidence to stick with the team and, and give us 12 months to prepare for uh, World Bowls, which is um, you know so rare or so unique. So looking forward to the next twelve months and having a real red hot crack at that. And then yeah, I guess um, Birmingham obviously won't be too far away after that. So we'll you know hopefully form um, warrant selection for that. And to be honest, haven't really looked too far past um, Birmingham. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm on the the second half of my uh, international journey um, and career. I guess from now, so yeah, just looking to um, you know s- keep the form up, um, keeping the selectors' eyes, and uh, putting good f- performances for Australia. And, and hopefully, I've got a, a couple more um, major campaigns and and um, yeah, hopefully some more success for Australia. 
Now let's have a chat about the current Aussie team. Wow, it's it's obviously stacked with young talent, um, natural ability to burn, and uh, we, we've got so many amazing players waiting to come in. You know, we're really blessed with the depth of talent here in Australia. Um, you know, talk us a little bit about the current players and and who's waiting in the wings. Yeah, the future's extremely bright with the with the talent that we've got coming through in the the Australian team at the moment, mate. We've got um, you know in the men's team guys like. Aaron Tees, um, Corey Wedlock, who's Australia's number one player at the moment, going to play their first World Championships next year. And, and obviously Disco, uh, still a young guy in the game and, and already a World and Commonwealth Games champion. Um, you know, with the girls, we've got Chloe Stewart, who's winning everything. We've got Christina Christic and Ellen Ryan will play our first World Bowls as well. Um, you know, and... and it's just it's just crazy. Blokes like Ben Twist and Jesse Narona, um, you know, probably play for any other country to world championships and um, you know, that we've got that talent sort of still pushing the the teams and and forcing us to, to work even harder to, to retain our spots for, for these tournaments. So, yeah, super excited to, to be a part of this team as probably one of the older guys now with uh, Barry Lester and and to, um, you know, hopefully um, mentor the future um, guys and, and give them a bit of knowledge and, and just watch them grow into into amazing repre- representatives of uh, of the Australian team. So um, yeah, super excited for what the future has to offer. Back to you, mate. On a personal level, you, you've won just about everything there is to win already. Uh, firstly, what's been your greatest win? And secondly, what title is left for you to win? Yeah, mate. I look, I find it hard to single out. Um, results because uh, you know you put in so much effort and hard work that you know any success that you have is is so massive but um, I suppose for me um, you know first world championship um, gold medal with you uh, Wizzer and, and Rudy um, in Adelaide and being a part of that team um, was was one that will always you know be I suppose dear to me Um Winning the world championship in singles in um, Norfolk Island in 2010, only two or three weeks after Zoe uh, was born, my first child born. So um, yeah, to leave home so soon after um, Zoe being born and, and to have that success, um, you know, that's a that's a dear one to my heart also. And and I think last year, uh, what was it last year? Yeah, sorry, winning my third uh, Australian Open singles um, after probably going into that event with um, what I would consider to be well under the performances that I would like to put on the green, um, but to sort of back my ability and, and to come out um, and win that for a third time, yeah, that, that was probably one of the more satisfying singles victories I've had. Um, but I guess, yeah, what, what sort of drives me is that I still haven't won that Commonwealth Games gold medal. Uh, so close. Uh, a couple of heartbreaking losses uh, in uh, the Gold Coast a couple of years ago. Um, and, yeah, look, you know, that's obviously uh, number one on my hit list as far as um, things that I want to win. So, um, yeah, that, that sort of pushes me to get out in the training track and, and get fitter and, and get better and, and to, you know, to make myself um, an even better player. Um, and, yeah, that's that's the one that, that I'm striving for and um, hopefully um, selection for Birmingham comes and the gold medal comes with it. Yeah, I think you'll only need to wait another couple of years, mate. No one deserves it more than you and uh, the next Commonwealth Games, uh, I think you'll be the player to beat in whatever disciplines you, you're playing. As you've played in with and against the best players from all around the world? It's a tough question, I know. 
but can you name your top five players, men and women? Yeah, certainly is a tough question, mate. Um, just to, to narrow it down to five uh, male and, and female players is uh, extremely tough. Um, I guess um, as far as the girls go, the, the success that our women's team's had in the last uh, five, six years has, has been nothing short of remarkable. So, um, you know, I guess it's hard to, you know, to pick the, the top five players without having a lot of those girls involved in it. But obviously, um, Joe Edwards would have to be there. Karen Murphy would definitely be there. Um, I think Ellen Faulkner from England, she's a, a, a fantastic player. Um, look, I think I've had to, I've had, um, a, you know, a lot of time with uh, with Kelsey with Club Helensvale and and had her leading for me in Premier League for the last couple of years and and um, you know her versatility is um, and knowledge of the game reading the head is uh, is first class. So I have Kelsey in there and um, look the fifth player. Um, I think for her her tenacity, her fight, and probably the best hit in the game, I'd have um, Tash in there as well. Uh, as far as the guys go. Um, look, you know, obviously Alex Marshall has to be there. Uh, he's the best player in the world, uh, best player I've played against, uh, and he's obviously his record suggests nothing other than that. Um, look, I think you know Ryan Bester, last four majors, he's been in all four gold medal matches. Um, you know, unfortunately, he's uh, he's played against the home nation um, player in, in all those finals and, and has been beaten by the, the home nation player every time. So uh, his singles record is is um, first class, so he'd be in there. Uh, my Kiwi brother, Shannon McElroy, probably um, one of the best draw players in the world. Um, you know, I'd have to have, have Shannon there. Uh, Disco, he'd be in there too. And... Um, Oh, look, not just because this is uh, your show, mate, but uh, look, I've always looked up to you, um, you, you know, as a player and, um, you know, you always played the big shot when it was needed. So um, for all the players I play with, bruv, you'd have to be in there as well. <laughs> yeah, right, mate. I don't uh, I don't believe that, but thanks all the same. How about I do you a deal? You take my place and, and I'll coach that team. I reckon I can get some success out of that five. Anyway, moving on to the UBC it's been announced that we're going to going ahead with the Ultimate Bowls week later in the year. Um, this will give the teams a chance to do battle for half a million dollars in just one week, which is quite extraordinary for our sport. You must be excited about this, mate. Yeah, mate. Look, love the idea. Um, you know, obviously three events and all played in a week. Uh, half a million dollars prize money. Who wouldn't be excited for that? Uh, I think it's a great initiative from yourself and the UBC. Um you know, I know everyone enjoyed the first uh, season of it. It's um, definitely revolutionised the game a little bit, and um, yeah, look, you know, to be able to to play for that amount of money over seven days and and um, in such a fast-paced, intense competition, um, yeah, super exciting and can't wait. You're a member of the Exodus team. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the team and and who's the main person behind it. Yeah, mate, looking forward to uh, putting on the Exodus shirt again. Um, yeah, obviously, um, the sh- shirt suggests that they're a, they're a tracking company and, and um, you know, run by Brett Tynan. So, yeah, look, Brett's a, a fantastic bloke. Um, you know, probably couldn't have asked for a, a better owner of a, of a franchise. Um, keen bowler. 
and uh, you know I just see the excitement on his face with a with a finals appearance um, in the last event at Moama last year, and and you know we were so close in the final, he was still over the moon for us. So uh, yeah, to go that one step further in in an event or two. Uh, this year would be would be amazing, and uh, we just deserts for for a guy like Brett, um, who's trying to promote bowls and his company, um, and just for a fantastic bloke. Yes, I second that, mate. Uh, Brett Tynan's a fantastic person, and it's great to have him uh, involved in the UBC. I look forward to watching Exodus do well later in the year. Uh, as thanks for coming on the show, mate, and I look forward to catching up soon. No worries, buddy. Loved uh, answering your questions and being a part of your show. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And, um, yeah, look forward to catching up with everyone on the Greens uh, sooner rather than later. And now we head to our segment, 60 Seconds with Aaron Sheriff. Your best memory in bowls. Standing on the podium, 2012, singing the national anthem after winning the World Fours Championship. The best player in the world. Uh, Alex Marshall by a country mile. Most annoying teammate. Oh, uh, look. I would just say that the fact that he has constantly got the television on cartoons, and you could vouch for this, but disco. What adult watches cartoons as much as he does? Funniest teammate. Um, oh, look, you know, can't go past Snelly. Uh, he's always got a joke or, or some, something that gets the team laughing. If you could change one rule in our sport, what would it be? Uh, that would be we either have to have the respot rule or time limits. I just don't think there's any need for both of them in our sport. The player who talks about bowls all the time. Uh, the player who talks the most all the time, probably the same answer for everyone, but Ryan Bester loves it, lives it, breathes it, can't get enough of it. Favourite ever holiday? Look, Fiji, we've been there a couple of times, so relaxing and just gets away from, uh, you know, from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Favourite sports team? Oh, look, West Tigers, closely followed by the, the Mighty Pies. Favourite sports person? Hands down, Roger Federer. Um, you know, love the guy, um, the way he's changed um, from the bad boy at the start of his career to probably the most loved sportsman in the world is, uh, is, is awesome. Advice that you've been given that has helped your game? Best piece of advice that I was given uh, is the old kiss thing. Keep it simple, stupid. It's a pretty simple game we've got that's... Um, definitely um, made harder by uh, overthinking it. So keep it simple, guys. There we have it. Another fantastic interview with one of the legends of our sport. Aaron is a great mate of mine. We've been lucky enough to tour together for most of our careers, and we've shared so many fantastic memories, both on and off the green. As a player, Az, or Omar as he's known by, uh, is right up there with the best in the world. I've got him alongside the great Alex Marshall. Uh, He's got so much natural ability, he can do absolutely anything on the green and he can play in any position. Uh, And while he he might seem like a very relaxed player and and, quite casual, um, he's as fierce as they come when when he's on the green. He's a a real competitor and he loves nothing more than representing his country. Winning a world title with Aaron in 2012 is is something that I'll never forget. Um, But I think we can hear in in his voice today there's one thing that, that's left for him to win, and that's a, a Commonwealth Games gold medal. He's been so close on a few times now, and it took two awesome Scottish teams to beat him in, in 2018. Uh, and I know that drives him to work even harder to get that gold medal, and I think that'll happen in Birmingham. Thanks for tuning in once again. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Aaron Sheriff. Next week, we head across the ditch and have a chat to one of New Zealand's best ever in Gary Lawson. I look forward to you tuning into the Ultimate Bowls podcast next week. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Bowls Podcast. Brought to you by Headside, Choice of Champions, Crime Healthcare, Pioneering, Way to Live, for an entire generation.
Australia.